the bitches up in here. Oh my god, the mother of Mecca is right here before me. Do my eyes not deceive me, or am I looking at the goddess Isis herself? Can you, uh, can you do me a favor, my brown skin angel? Can you tap that white girl for me? My milk of magnesia. Oh, oh, after the devil made you, he broke the mold. But maybe you and I could, uh, make a little jungle fever. Sun was out, the sun was out. Sun was out, the sun was out. Sun was out, the sun was out. Yeah. It's gonna go a little bit like this. Check it. Falling in love with myself. Too many times I said hate. Too many times that I dwell. People said that I failed. People said that I melt. Fuck. Falling in love with my glow. Even when I'm in my low. Welcome, welcome to the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself. And you've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today is a very special one. Um, kind of a, I guess, uh, somewhat of a inspired by my previous episode. Thank you, Brianna and Nicole, for coming to my crib to record and just uh, give their own perspectives on the topic. It's a coffee cream um, episode, so check that out on SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, uh, every every everywhere that you can, the major places that you can listen to podcasts, as well as Stitcher. I always forget Stitcher. But, um... I was inspired to continue a certain piece that we spoke on within that last episode. So I asked my lovely life mate and girlfriend queen, Lena Brown, to come and join me because, you know, you got a little taste of her voice. And I feel like she kind of got got a little bit going. And I asked her, you know, it's like, would you mind us going and like having a conversation about that? Because I feel like it's just so much to say just about that and I think um, just within the news a few more things kind of came out you know memes and things always are you know so timely these days so but we can you know we can talk about that how you doing babe I'm good hi hey hey (laughs) but um what the topic exactly was if you didn't listen last week um that Lena had a lot to you know say was uh not just in general a conversation on interracial dating and um, interracial relationships, but more specifically the phenomenon of uh, of kind of established uh, celebrity black men and just black men in general dating white women specifically. This kind of combination of a relationship specifically um, is very interesting. We feel like there's a lot of layers um, amongst that because it just continues to happen and there continues to be some slight controversy over it as well as the men who are always question about it always question about it with you know the same type of veracity and they always give the same similar answers the critiques are all the same they all just feel like love is love and you know she was holding me down and so on and so on and so forth and it sounds a little too scripted it sounds a little too familiar like for all these men to be individual people who all have came into whatever industries they're a part of and gained successes in so many different ways, but they all have the exact same 
reasoning of their kind of the justification for their relationship or the just any type of explanation that they feel that they need to give and what's funny about it and you tell me what you think about this is i think you spoke on it a little bit but the, the usual is you know love is love i love black women i've always dated my black sisters and this that and the third and people might just ask you know how do you deal with the criticisms that, that literally might just be the simple questions how do you deal with the criticisms of being in an interracial relationship you've been with your wife for 10 years go and they'll say all of that like i love black women my i love my, my mama black my sister black what do you think about that do you, what do you think about them bringing up all this other information to kind of you know i guess certify them to be now i guess men like a whole bunch of sellouts i feel like that's yeah. what they're trying to say they're trying to, yeah they trying to not be a sellout um I just, I think it's a, an excuse or it's just like a scripted in my pocket. I get what you're saying, but I love black sisters, so I love them too. Type thing, like, yeah, I married this white girl. Yeah, I had kids with this white girl, but I love black people too. I love black women. But it's like, I didn't ask you if you love black women. I mm-hmm. just asked you the circumstance of you being with, you know, this one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not a bad thing where I, you know, I don't like white people. I don't like black men, they white women. It's just, I'm just trying to get an understanding of what this, like, phenomenon is. Like, what what's the attraction and what's the, what's the thing? What's your reasoning, basically, for making this choice? Because it is a choice. You make a choice about who you marry and you make a choice about who you have children with. Um, and you really make a choice about who you seriously date. And I, I believe I believe that's a, a true thing because of personally, and being very biased, you know, I, I, you know, just for the sake of the conversation, I never dated uh, a, a white woman, so I can't speak from a personal perspective of how that experience is and what motivated me to do that. Definitely have uh, went to school with a lot of people who have. Um, had relationships and had experiences with uh, dating outside their race and specifically dating white women. And for me, it's that's why I say it's so many layers because it's like I know a lot of men who treated it like it was a game. You know what I'm saying? And now it's a thing to date exotic women, to kind of date extremely, you know, out of your culture. So dating a either woman that's really ambiguous, you know what I'm saying? Dating the Karuchis and the you know what I'm saying? And those women who just look different. You know what I'm saying? And now you have this whole new category of women, you know, the Kim Kardashians who don't even know with so much damn surgery and shit, they just look like something else. They don't even look like what they from. (laughs) They just look made up they just look really it's polished like a, like a plastic person almost and there's so many yeah. women that look like that nowadays yeah like everyone's doing the lip pucker everyone's yeah. doing the the contouring yeah. everyone's doing the baby hair thing so it's just like y'all just y'all own you know ethnicity at this point exactly. you don't know what to call you exactly you, you're not white you're not black you're not armenian you're not what you you know what your heredity is but it's like what what are you and it's, just pl- it's just plastic like you have like a plastic look to you it's real fake but that's a whole nother topic but to j- I say that I say that to say this that like I never took it that serious I thought it was a fad for a lot of people I just thought like that's just a fad that they kind of just stuck with you know what I'm saying and I still thought like oh I mean majority of the guys I know date black women and want to be with black women at the end of the right. day and it's not no kind of separation type of thing because that's natural. That's how it is. You date people who are 
who have a full understanding of your culture. That's just fact, you know? And I feel like no one ever questions any other ethnicity, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to the to the conversation of kind of like interracial dating more than black people. Yeah, it you don't know what matter I'm saying? Like, if it's a black woman or a black man dating. Yeah, we, we definitely... like, why? We, yeah, we check each other all the time, but also I feel like the public checks us as well if yeah. we if if people if there is this kind of like criticism ab- around it and about it you know what i'm saying because you can have the george lucas's and the and the robert De Niro's of the world who both got black women on their arms and people just praise it people just be cool with it people don't don't mind it because that's a, a beautiful thing that's just you know a beautiful interracial relationship right. but i feel like there is a and forever has been a a forever going kind of stigma and kind of subliminal messages that I feel like have influenced a lot of these relationships. You can say that you don't feel like they've influenced you, but I feel that it's been going on forever in history. Like, forever. I'm talking about almost from each time period, there's great, there's groups and groups of great black men who all dated white women. And so it's, I think the phenomenon that's so intriguing now that I've noticed coming up in memes now is extremely woke. Can you be woke? Can you be a woke black man? Being conscious in all these different things. You're always doing either films or movies or putting out literature that is very, very empowering to the black community. But you go home, you lay down and you wife and you have children with this white woman. You know what I'm saying? You write a book talking about how much love and the, the degradation and the discrimination and the disrespectful just culture towards black women, but you go home right. to a white woman. You see what I'm saying? Like it's it sounds contradictory, even if you don't want it to be, it still seems that way. One of the greatest heroes, I'm gonna give you a few examples, babe. Some of the greatest heroes, like Thurgood Marshall, white woman. Frederick Douglass, white woman. And that's just from a political standpoint, getting into the artistry because that's that's the way you get the most of a large, large portion of people in the NBA and NFL, of course, Uh, as well as names such as what now, of course, Michael Jordan being one of the greatest seen as the greatest of all time with the white woman. He couldn't wait for his kids to get grown. Yeah, he couldn't wait. And um, Eddie Murphy. Who's now who's had all of his children? I think he's just about to have a, a child, another child again with his his current wife, uh, Richard Pryor. You uh, you can keep going. Oh my God! Even to the most recent of today, being you know Tay Diggs, Amari Hardwick, the uh, star of Power. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Childish Gambino, Donald. Oh yeah, Childish. Yeah, now now because now people are, it's like. People just put a little picture of him walking with his uh, wife and, you know, mother mother to be. You know what I'm saying? Who, she, you know, she, she definitely was real pregnant. he got one of the blackest pregnant. shows on TV. And he got a really, really conscious black show on television. Um, I think he's uh, an interesting, you know, person that he's kind of like been thrown into the conversation. But I think there is a lot to say about that. Why do you think that is? Why do you think this phenomenon is a thing for black men from what you've, what you've seen? Well, I, one of my theories is, you know, when you're famous or you're famous for something, mm-hmm. that is a persona. That might not actually be who you are. Mm-hmm. 
you might see, you know, opportunity in being woke and having black folk behind you because we do spend the most money. So it's like if you're the work woke black person, it's like, oh, we, we, we feel you, but you go home to this white woman, so you lose a little bit of credibility. Mm-hmm. And then really woke and conscious people are going to be like, so how you can say all this stuff about, you know, the enslavement of black people or the wrongdoings of black people and you try to be a voice, but you're, you're, you're sleeping with the person that you talk about oppressed us for so long, so long. If I'm being taught and I truly believe that, you know, a certain group has oppressed my people and don't really give a damn about me for so long, I cannot, you know, have a bank account with this person. I can't look at this person when I wake up every day just because I, I can't do it. If I, if I truly believe that a certain group um, has done my ancestors so wrong for so long, what's different about me? And I can't, you know, marry that person. I can't be with that person. But that's just me. Maybe, yeah. maybe you know, maybe she is the one. Maybe the one that you got with is the one. And she don't see color and all that stuff. And all that stuff you, won't, you may try to make me believe. But I, I personally can't do it. And I don't understand how someone that truly believes and says... And is a, a voice and a face to the, um, you know, the movement or, you know, just being the first black so-and-so to do this or just being a prominent black person for me to truly believe. But you know what? I, I, I find that a lot of um, prominent, rich, and famous people, they don't think that, they really truly don't believe that, you know, there is racism or that there still is problems with the way white people view black people. And I'm not saying all, I'm saying most white people treat black people with feelings and the police brutality and the, um, you know, inequality in the communities because they don't live it. They don't, they don't see, they don't have to go put in a job interview and they don't have a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you, you might have a Ladanian, Mm-hmm. But then he don't have to go apply for a job, so he not he don't have to, you know what I'm saying? I'm, and I'm not saying, you know, he's a part of this. I'm just saying, I does the first, like, you know, black name I could think of. Yeah, that's a good one, though. But, you know, you know, you don't have all the loves and tugs playing football, going to get jobs, so they, you know. And, a, and I've seen this a lot of, you know, in their, like, programs and on the way up. So, you know, you got football programs and basketball programs and, you know, the people that help you along the way, like executive producers and agents, they're white. They're the ones that help them, you know, get to where they are. Exactly. So they don't have a bad view because those people help them get to they are where they are. Now, on the flip side, they might not know that when they looked at that person, when they looked at that, that black man, they saw dollar signs. They saw that he was good at whatever he was good at. And mm-hmm. I can make money off of them. Exactly. And that's the thing. So, But they don't view those white people as bad. Just like Floyd Mayweather just had a statement where all lives matter. Um, basically saying that there is no racism. Um, talk about Colin Kaepernick about you know. He's so he, rich though. He out of touch. He he doesn't he doesn't understand. Like he just basically was saying like Colin Kaepernick. Um, uh, lost my train talk. That basically what he did was wrong, and he should worry about getting the uh, starting spot, not worrying about um, exactly. not worrying about you know what's going on in the community. Just you know worry about getting the starting spot. But he was like, well, I guess. Um, he has the number one selling jersey in the NFL, so I guess he's doing something right. Like, see, just something like that. You're worrying about the money. You're worrying about the wrong thing because you have millions. You can spend millions of dollars on BS. You can spend, you know, $20,000 on purses for women and all mm-hmm. this jewelry and stuff, but you are a part of a very small group of people, and there are billions of people 
in the world and especially in America that you know have different views because you cannot tell anything about money to that little boy that was crying on TV because his father got shot yeah. with his hands behind his back in the back in um, Baton Rouge you can't tell him about money because money is not everything exactly exactly money is not everything I think I think what is interesting to me is the elements and the things within media that have influenced so many people I think for a lot of these men who choose to do these things, and I'm not trying to discredit their love for whoever they have. These a lot of these men have children and all those yeah, different things. What I what I, what this conversation is about, while we're analyzing these things and kind of putting them on the chopping block, is because there's a lot more to it than what's being discussed. I feel like we're really taking it only for face value, but let's really break it down. When it comes to a sense of the way that men kind of the way that especially black men approach relationships when it comes to just the whole game of dating you know what i'm saying there is a lot i know a lot of men who like getting a snow bunny having a woman who you know have get pulling a white woman when you didn't think you could even if you don't have money even if you're not even at at a place where you're about to be in a place of status the fact that you can get one it seems almost honorary like a reward like a you know like a prize because it's it's forbidden fruit in a way you know because it's like oh damn because it may have a lot to do with my southern roots but the things i've noticed after traveling you know after traveling it's like that everywhere it's still seen as kind of like a feat Something that, oh, this is a thing. Also, um, inversely, it's the same way the other way around. I know a lot of white women who would love to, they may love to date black guys, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but never because they, they don't kind of understand that approach because they feel like it's a little different or, you know, they're not, or they aren't approached by those, you know, by those guys. Or they might just be dissing them and dissing them until that one, that right one coming along to but give them a chance. funny? There's a... There's just two different types of white women that date black men. Oh, what's those types, babe? It's the ones that I've been friends with mm -hmm. that really that really give a fuck about black people and mm -hmm. they're interested in not. It's not like a, a, yeah. a fascination thing. It's not like, you know, he got money or he this. He, she genuinely likes black people. She mm -hmm. hang out with black girls. I mean, she has a white friends. She has a white family. But she hangs out with black girls, mm -hmm. um, you know, and dates black guys. And she has black friends because, you know, something she won't understand. And she's trying to understand the culture. Those are the ones I've been friends with. Those are the ones I support. Those are the ones I look at. It's on the other hand where, you know, you got the, the, the white sorority girl just going after, you know, the football player. Yeah. Or, the one that, you know, she may turn her nose up at the black girl that's talking to the black guy just, you know, randomly, you know, about life and stuff like that. She turns, turns her nose up at him, but, you know, she want to be taken seriously by a black guy. Yeah. You know, that has status. And, you know, and those, I mean, I'm not going to say that's just white women. That's women in general. Yeah. But you can tell the difference um, just by looking at the way she moves and the, the way mm. that she's going. Mm. And you have to be careful. I mean, you just really have to be careful. And it's sad you have to say that. But, I mean, you have to be careful with anybody, but you have to just really look at your intentions. Exactly. And look at the intentions of the other person exactly. when you start dating them. And then I think as a black man, um, they, for me saying this, they're going to look at me like, oh, well, you're just jealous. So you're, I'm not jealous. I'm sitting here next to my boyfriend. So, I mean, I could, get, I could care less what you do. Honestly, I'm just, you know, trying to support my black man and open your eyes to the fact that 
everybody ain't for you and you going after this woman and you really haven't really sat down and thought why why do you want to be with this type of person exactly. why you choose this type exactly. of person and sometimes the truth hurts the reason why you want this person is not a, is not a good reason and you can't come to that realization and, and, and another thing babe what i've noticed what i've noticed just from being in school a lot of uh a lot of people that i've counseled just with their relationships the women that i've uh talked to who came to me talking about like them falling in love with this guy who's not usually their type like you have a lot of people who especially you know in their younger ages before they kind of realize that that type and preference shit really don't exist and mm-hmm. they'll sit here they'll be like well I always date athletic guys who would probably play bad you know big basketball or football that's who i've always dated mm-hmm. so on and so forth but it's one motherfucker who come your way who if your type is the one that you like not the one uh, that like you not not just this no more so i'm saying like not just this thing that you can pick and choose but and make you know up yourself what? you but know what you i'm know saying what? you know what's crazy and just in us like being in our relationship like don't pay the bills like is not the person that you gonna you're not gonna always like the person you live with you're not always gonna like the person that you end up with you gotta wake up to this person so what you like you may like the athletic dude, but yeah, they might seem when he, cute. When he come, when you gotta live with him and yep. he take his shoes off, his feet all fucked up, yep. and they stink, and he got athlete's foot, and his toenails are all black and blue. Do you like him then? You, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, like yeah, yeah. It's like it's like and things like when, that. What what I realized is, and when seeing that with so many different women. And like seeing that with myself, like meeting and kind of like shoot my shot back in the day, and them coming at me like Rodney, I usually don't date light skinned guys. I usually don't date guys with hair. I usually don't date guys who don't do this or I don't have this. I and and it's like you're literally com- compartmentalizing the type of people that you date, which is already stupid to me, which I feel like no one should ever do. Hence why I'm not against, you know what I'm saying, interracial uh, dating. I love it. But what is wrong is if you have a mindset that you're going into right. it with because that means there are premeditated kind of issues that you have and, and you or complexes that. that you haven't dealt with that are all self-inflicted. And that's, for to going to my next question to you, I believe there is a connection when it comes to black a lot of these black men, a lot of these black celebrities dating white women with the media portrayal of black women. Like, I feel that now in the most recent of years, we've gotten more black women being in places of power to control images that are being put out. But for the majority of the time within the history of just the pop culture, Mm -hmm. black women have been seen as mad, as angry. If they are professional, they're single as fuck. Mm-hmm. If they uh, aren't professional, they're mothers and they're single and they got a million children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got chill. They got four or five baby dads. It's like a whole lot of hodgepodge bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And then it, it, even if you go decades and decades before that, all of it's not really a a good, accurate image of what the black woman actually is, and because they try to put them all in one box. And now we're in our, our kind of most interesting state because we can see a Michelle Obama on television every day, but yet we can still see, you know what I'm saying, like... Tommy crazy Yeah, ass. Tommy crazy ass from Love and Hip Hop, you know what I'm saying? And, and just opposed, because both of them have followings. People yeah. do look up to both of them mm-hmm. and see both of them as goals, hashtag goals. So it's like, what do you think the images of black women of today 
have on an effect of when black men go out to date. And I feel like, personally for me, I feel like it contributes to why this phenomenon is a thing. Well, it's it's just that certain people will follow Michelle and be like, that's what I want. That's what I see. And certain people will look at Tommy and be like, that's not what I want. It's, it's, but in relation to black men dating them, how do you feel like but the that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like you can take two black men, and certain certain black men are not gonna watch, you know, something presidential. They're not gonna watch CNN. They're not gonna turn on the news, but they'll turn up turn on VH1. Yeah. Or they'll just see a meme, or just see, um, you know, something on the internet with Tommy doing something crazy. And mm-hmm. I just keep saying Tommy because she's just the most recent um, image of, you know, just too much mm-hmm. um but i think in relation but i think that's just it it's so many different type of black women yeah it's so many different type of black women like it's it's just crazy to me that we all get the rap of being mad and being angry um and ghetto and ghetto but it's so it's if you really wanted to know you would go to places where black women are and you know what's crazy you can find black women everywhere yeah everywhere i went to um a predominantly white school and I was everywhere. Sometimes I was the only black girl. And my my white guy friends said they love me, you know? And it's if they think about dating a black girl, I'm pretty sure they're not thinking about dating Tommy. They think of dating somebody like Lena. Yeah. You get what the I'm ones saying? That, just ones that are directly around them. Exactly. Exactly. And and I have I have white friends that, you know, that they didn't have experience with black people before. So it's 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 hard because it's like but, I, but you gotta think about it. I feel like the black community are we're so we're driven by our culture. We're driven by popular culture as well because we are popular culture. We are popular culture. So it's kind of like those influences are localized as well as seen on television. You know what I'm saying? Like I bet there's a girl like Tommy and you know what I'm saying somewhere in the streets of Chicago. You know what I'm saying somewhere in the streets of New York where a lot where a lot of fucking black men are. And but at the same time, and they like that shit. First of all, they like that crazy shit because white girls do crazy ass shit all the time too. Yeah, exactly. So it's they not they just a, don't get caught. Attitude for is it. attitude. Being being wild is being wild. I don't ever want to just put that on one person. That is talking a, about a like our white men are our white women are passive. Yeah, the fuck right. And that's and that's another thing is that popular opinion for white women is that they are this way and. That in result is why a lot of black men are attracted to them. Or why they choose them. What's that um place with all the bars? Old town? Yeah. Drive down Old Town or just walk walk down the street in Old Town. Yeah. At about twelve o'clock at night, about one when on, the bars on the weekend. are on the weekend when the bars are closing and you got you can see four or five instances of a white girl going off on somebody. She going off on her boyfriend, going off on her friends, going off on her bounces and she loud as shit. Yeah. Me and Lena actually used to count. I must uh, say we loud. used to count how many, yeah. how loud. Like when we, because we, we, I remember we just seen something that was like black people loud, all like black people. all black people loud, and that whole like thing. And like for some reason, every time we went out to dinner, we would always get set by a group of white folks that was loud as fuck. Loud and I was as like, okay. shit. I was like, so that's one. Oh, another one. Yeah. Oh, another one. It was just straight up DJ Khaled for the rest of our days, and we stopped counting after a while because we realized. That is bullshit. People loud when they get around their fucking friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get people excited. Loud. You get excited. You talk. I know I'm and then you have naturally as loud people like myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that shit gonna happen. But that's that's a whole nother conversation. But I do find it interesting. I feel like all in within those elements, 
influence the fuck out of black men. And the and the, nothing, the next thing I'm gonna say is, which is another element contributing to this, because I feel like you have it being an ongoing thing. So it's something that people have seen that people are imitating. That's one reason that I feel like black men continue to keep this phenomenon of dating white women going. Second, being the image of black women, actually dictating them choosing white women over uh, black women to not only date but marry and have children with and act the fuck right with you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and because you they'll still say yeah I've dated I've had sex I've had whatever whatever I might even had a child with a black woman but I ain't with her ass no more and I've been with Megan for however many years happily married would never cheat on her can't even see it happening type of bullshit you have this Kanye ass mindset a lot of men have this Kanye mindset of you know and when you get on, I'm going to leave your ass for a white girl. I feel like Kanye, just like a lot of comedians and just artists in general, they speak their truth all the time. And you got to believe them when they tell you their yeah, truths. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was saying something extremely real. He literally, and like just the way he's dogging the shit out of Amber Rose now. Amber Rose may not directly identify herself as a black woman. But her family from a, a African but her, Yeah, her, they're from an African ass island. She's half Italian, half a lot of other shit. She's um, bi- biracial, multi- multicultural, has the phenotype of a black woman, and mm-hmm. the majority of her fan base are black people. And just all of, her whole existence came from the black culture, period. Yeah, so yeah. she can not claim us at all she cannot claim because you can self-identify with the fuck you want to self-identify with but woman you are if anyone if if you if you had to get divided and put on a team trust me you probably gonna be end up on our team yeah. first if they anyway. start shipping us out they start bitch. shipping motherfuckers out they gonna ship your ass with us with the rest of the big ass women so and he, he he him forever dogging her out and forever bringing her up and talking about how he had to take all these baths and showers just to get with Kim, who is who is a white woman who. But I feel like the whole Kardashians, since they're kind of like claim to fame, have lived in this real strange racial ambiguity that they that they don't really exist in. Because they're not, from an actual factual standpoint, these motherfuckers are white as hell. They're Armenian. That is European as fuck. Yes, it's, you know, Eastern European. And a lot of Eastern European people are darker in complexion and all these different situations. But the facts are still the facts. You check the box. When you check the box, I know I, I can put money on it. I bet half of these women have done. They've, they've been white because it, white... The definition semantics of white on the damn census says from European ancestry. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these things are are what controls and kind of influences a lot of black men's decisions to do these things. The third thing and the, and the most, I feel like a really vital thing and a real issue within the community is I feel that there's always and always been an ongoing problem with black male identity in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a large part in why we're so easily influenced. While you see by the by the thousands and thousands of every year, you have so many. While you have so many mom and pop, uh, I mean like pop Warner football teams and baseball teams and basketball leagues, mm-hmm. you have children who are forever influenced by their fathers and uncles and men and mothers. Uh, and, and women in their family now as well who are influencing them to go get into sports because they've seen so many people get out the hood or get into a better situation a better and gain situation. and gain money from those different things. Then it, it's just it's like we have a real strong hold 
on who the fuck we gonna be. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of that has to do with, you know, just the way of the world and just history. We need to really grasp a, kind of like a knowing of ourselves and our own identity and our own blackness so we can actually make our own choices in the way that we make them. Interesting thing to me is, one thing you said earlier was, it is a profitable image for you to be pro-black as a as a person who has this platform. I do believe that their intentions are, in fact, you know, great. I do feel like they're honest. But I do believe that that class thing definitely kind of dampens their shit. You know what I'm saying? It definitely dampens their discernment on the choices that they make. You see what I'm saying? Because I feel like you all you all out wouldn't do all these things and then automatically, you know what I'm saying, go out and choose this. Mm-hmm. Or it might just be the seem like the best thing for you to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you started your career, like talking about Nate Parker. It's a perfect example. Nate Parker is forever being known to being an actor who has associated himself with extremely black shit from a historical from a historical yeah. standpoint as well as the films that he's been in that have been placed in modern day settings mm-hmm. being still very fucking black mm-hmm. um beyond the likes which was a great critically acclaimed film was him loving a black woman telling a black woman to be to love herself and to be right. herself right. and this one even this wasn't just even an american black woman but a a uh a black one, a black British woman living in America. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. So it's like it was a lot of layers into that situation that was really, really interesting. On top of her being an artist, but him also in that film being like this uh, potential political figure and all this other, you right. know, nonsense. And other than that, you know the man's filmography from the Great Debaters with Red right. Tails, and now with Birth of a Nation with his Nat uh, Nat Turner film, that. who what which he wrote. Which I've you know been told that the movie is just cool, it's alright, and not fully historically accurate. Which I don't understand why he would change the story in read any the way. Book. Yeah, definitely read you know definitely read books on the true stories of of Nat Turner. I think he's probably given a depiction of Nat Turner that gives you the gist, but you still want to know exactly Great everything. Great story to know. Everything I that needs to happen. It. I feel bad for yeah. not seeing it. Um, I don't really feel bad, but you know, you you, you do want to support um, the thought of actually knowing that black people didn't sit and take slavery as you know, like these little bitches, like they tried to make it seem like we just waited for the Civil War to happen. When most of us fought in the Civil War, and there were those revolts, they don't teach that in school. So go see the movie, support Nate Parker. Not saying that, um, but read the book. Yeah, definitely get your own. Definitely get your own perspectives and read the truths because a lot of things they've depicted in this film from just what I've read already is uh, very uh, fictional. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming just to kind of be able to sell the film even better and record something that's palatable for, I guess, the majority of people. But he's an interesting person to be, to choose to do all these different things. And I bring in the biggest exception not to this phenomenon, but just to what I feel like the how the men who have decided to go out and love who they love, but still want to be seen as proud black men. Yeah. This is where you handle it. Are you listening? And you tell me what you think, babe. Okay. So 
Denzel Washington, they just, I just seen this meme of him um, speaking out saying that uh, he intentionally never wanted to be seen within any of his films actually kissing and like having like and kind of like a steamy love interest in with white women on screen. Mm-hmm. In real life, in his real life, he's with a black woman, he's been with a black woman for a very long time, has a whole lot of black ass kids. Five and, black kids. Too. Okay, that's enough. Sorry. John David. Sorry. Anywho, uh but um you have, you know what I'm saying, that interesting thing that he decided that, like he made that choice. He made that choice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all these men need to be honest with themselves, actually be, like, actually self-reflect on why they chose who they chose. Exactly. And speak that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like honesty is the best policy. And ain't nobody going to get mad at you if you sit here and be like, look, I'm going to keep it real with you. I just, I, I've never had good, I've never had good time da- dating black women. They seem to never like me. Shit never worked out. Whatever, whatever. I'd rather you be honest and that shit be wrong because they'll make it right. Yeah. Then you giving me this cold, this old, you know, scripted ass hodgepodge. Oh, I love black women. Um, I never yeah. gave a black woman a chance to be my wife. That's all you can say. If that's if that's what's real, yeah. then say that because I, I feel like the thing that cause Denzel because Denzel didn't have to do that. Denzel didn't have to actively make a choice. That's what I'm saying, babe. And, and like, not only did he make a choice in his personal life, he made a choice with his money. And when you Denzel Washington, when you you know, he's the perfect example. When you the top person, when you Beyonce, when you the top person at your craft, you can make these decisions. About your your craft, but, what you're putting out, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, but see, I feel like people don't even need to devalue themselves to say. I feel like you got to understand your worth too. And if you getting offered certain things that you aren't cool with, and if that's not the message or the image that you want to have on your resume, you say no to that shit. You know what I'm saying? You you chose to be a party store. It ain't always about money. Yeah, it ain't all about be, money. And you'd be surprised when you say no. Yeah, and they'd be like, okay. Yeah, like you'll be surprised if, like, like I, I think about the guy. I got to think. I got to get his name. The guy who uh, starred in Save the Last Dance, who stay you, kissing the white stay woman. kissing him a white woman in films. In stay with he was starting Cruel Intentions. He was making love with a white woman. He was. You can look it up. Babe. I'm about to look it up. I'm, gonna um, he's with a white woman I'm talking. He might be with one, but he. I feel like he made a point, and if anything. He seems more of a kind of an I would say an advocate for interracial dating than the men who are actually doing that that like, you never see on screen that like, way. Like taking this right now, he he loving up on Cookie. He was loving on Sanaa. Yeah, he loved up on all the great all the great, all the great <laughs> black women of of yesteryears and today's today. And but you know what I'm saying he loving up on, on on this white woman and he getting mad every time somebody come at him about it. Name's but Sean. his name's John. What? Sean. Sean. Sean Patrick Thomas. His baby name. Me and his baby. His wife name Anika. Oh, he he with he with a whole black sister. Anika. Not like a Anika. Um, she. Yeah, Sean. Sean. He shit. I guess Sean just did it in reverse. <laughs> right. But <laughs> you feel me? Sean did it in reverse. But I feel like the most vital thing that I feel like all these men need to do. And hopefully they, they get, get wind of this. Get my advice going. 
don't go into these conversations stirring up the soup. People gonna yeah. ask you this until race relations are better in the world. So get yeah. used to the problems. Get used to people asking you, uh, what's up with that? How do you feel about a large majority of the people who watch your mu- movies are black women? Which Denzel said, mm-hmm. which was the mm-hmm. main reason why he chose to do that. He was like, my main, the reason why I'm famous is because these black women love me. Why the fuck would I never sh- give them them on screen you see what i'm saying like i want to they sitting here loving me fantasizing about me okay that's a reality that's what some real opinions let me put this shit on screen so that way they can almost see themselves as that i kind of look like her i can see oh yeah that's me so on and so forth make the relation keep it going and look at this man now extremely successful about to start in this uh new uh production of uh the film production of fences the broadway play with viola davis which just sound it's coming out i think like around christmas or something like that it just sound like it's just about to, to be drama field going i seen a snot nose viola davis so i know it's about to be ridiculous i wasn't convinced i don't know what the movie about you don't you just don't know what the movie about but the shit gonna be bomb but babe closing remarks Oh, let me... Can I do my closing remarks? That's what I'm saying. Yours. Okay, my closing remarks are... Fuck Khloe Kardashian. She stole that lady baby. <laughs> that shit. That's... I don't care. I don't care if they broke... I don't know. But you ain't no way as a black man you gonna leave a woman while she pregnant and get with a Kardashian. That shit just fool as hell. I'm sorry. I got no respect. I ain't watching out a damn Cavalier game just cause. I ain't mad at that. See y'all later. And 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 that's that's good, babe. I ain't mad at that. We shouldn't. We gotta call people out on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's their business. But as black folks, no, that ain't they. No, the Kardashians' business is my business. They make all their business my business. They interrupt my regularly scheduled program and bullshit all the time. So the Kardashians' business is all our business, and we can talk about them. And it's time to start calling their asses on their shit. They show not good. They all ain't got no personality. They be talking about some bullshit. True shit. True shit. True shit. I'm with you. You know, I'm I'm the biggest uh, Kardashian critic. Anti-fan. I'm anti-fan to the to the fullest. Call call us haters. Call us whatever. Because there's a lot of people who probably love them and justify them. Say Kim is the is one of the most revolutionary marketing geniuses of our modern day. Fuck that. I bet I give a lot all, of people I give can. All glory to Chris. A, a lot of people. A lot of people can make a fucking sex tape and be a fucking CD level celebrity and blow the fuck up just from selling a damn sex tape. Period. That's a that's a old that's a old it's a very old ass way of doing things. And tired. She just she just she just got on the wave when she got on the wave. It's all about timing. That's all that was. She used to be getting Paris Hilton pumpkin spice lattes, fuck Ray J, and then here we are today. But all in all, what my last closing remarks are is I'm all for interracial dating, but the glorification of you know interracial dating within the media and all these different things and not showing equal parts of everything else is a problem because I feel like it's influencing a lot of men to make these decisions that's going to cause and cause even more attention for them in their own lives, you know what I'm saying? For them to literally have people coming at them talking about how fucking ugly their wife is and why would you do this and and, and all this bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Because that 
they didn't they didn't ask for that they didn't warrant that but i'm being i'm going ahead and letting it be said within the world that we live in the men who do choose these things who choose who they love and get with who they love who just so happen to be white women you are about to see a lot of scrutiny you're about to get a lot of criticism from the community that may have made have put you in the place to be at a place of status and have a platform so be ready for the criticism get out in front of the criticism by telling the fucking truth saying exactly what the fuck you feel being honest and allowing for you to either remain at the kind of position of grace or you fall the fuck off the damn platform and pedestal of grace because you will fall out of grace with black folks just as fast as you got up on that bitch. yes you will so understand that and i feel like all these different elements i just want people to think more about jungle fever is a real real epidemic that i don't believe is making things worse but the glorification of these things and the kind of like just the glorification of these things is just not healthy for the community not healthy for us as just humans in general because i just i'm just not here for it because i believe all types of love should be celebrated. Hold on, babe. And if black women, if you feel some type of way about this shit, get your ass education. Get your ass, you know, be a boss bitch. Get your own house. Get your own car. And get you and be like Eve. Get you a white man. Get you a. Um, a well, Mariah you don't gotta husband. retaliate. This ain't about yep. retaliation. Yeah. Yep. This ain't about retaliation. Yep. Ta- yes, retaliation, babe. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of it like. I, I thought you was going to say, yeah. what I was going to say about black women is, let's all stop trying to dismiss their feelings on this matter. Because their feelings are valid. These There is something a lot, there's more to this than we're making it. We're trying to like send them off to the left. Yeah. Like, y'all just don't want, y'all just mad because. Black women this, mad again. Y'all just mad, y'all just mad again. Mad black women. We can't, That's we got to stop that shit. Now. We got to stop that shit. We got to stop that shit because that is a really, Ladies, really ugly don't stereotype. Get, don't get mad. Black women, black women go through a lot of bullshit within their everyday lives. What you interpret to be mad is their personifications of their current state and feelings because the world we live in, they just fucking deserve to be mad. Black men deserve to be mad. A lot of people who are disenfranchised or just fucking oppressed in this day and age deserve to be fucking mad. So, Shut that stuff up and just let motherfuckers express themselves in any way they want to express themselves. But all in all, Jungle Fever is not something that I fully support, but I do support interracial and biracial children and all that that good stuff. Because I feel like humans are humans and people are going to love who they love. But the the, the glorification of all those different things is not something that is really healthy for the culture. If a black man didn't and love a white black. woman, we wouldn't have got uh, Zendaya. Yeah, we wouldn't have got Zendaya. We wouldn't have got Obama. We wouldn't have got Obama. You see what I'm saying? Ooh, you guys, we got, we got, it's, it's real. We wouldn't have had Alicia Keys. Real. J. Cole. Real. You good, you're right. We got some gems. A lot of gems. A lot of gems. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my homegirl, Sophia. You know what I'm saying? Black father, white mother, white Australian mother, too. So he, he got real, he went real, you know, down under for that one. Yeah. But. <laughs> that was a bad one. You give it up down under is in Australia, baby. I know, I'm going to tell Sophia. I'll let her know that she, that, yeah. But anywho, thank everyone for listening. Thank you, baby, for joining me. You know what I'm saying? We're going to Thank the wine. Go.
thanks thanks the wine black on wine black on wine we head was, over we here drinking, we was drinking um love corkscrew love chicago base support base. and mariano's yeah mariano's go get you a bottle they got a little bit of everything the, the mariano's on 38th has the sweet riesling on sale for ten dollars support Bronx, her yeah. and they have a lot of uh black uh kind of like black business samples there now because it's just open so go there while and I, I, I they usually have them all the time so definitely check out your local mariano's especially the one in bronzeville that they just opened up off 38th you know gentrification coming y'all get y'all some property get you some property gentrification is a real thing um if you don't know now you know you can listen to the assembly king podcast on soundcloud Apple Podcasts, the TuneIn Radio app, Stitcher, as well as now Google Play. I'm also featured on the podcast in color directory and definitely keep on growing all these different things. Oh, another thing, new news, is that I just uh, got invited to be a part of the Second Wind Collective here locally in uh, Chicago, which is a group troop of uh, podcasters and just a collection of podcasters who got their own little thing going. Look out. Well, we now you know news. it's good it's really news um look out for those links i'm gonna add that to my site and everything just so you can see all those other great podcasts those great people doing things a lot of great comedians a lot of funny stuff support 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 share this comment leave reviews majority of people listening got iphones i know my stats so leave me some reviews on the young apple podcast app share this with your friends i love y'all Thank y'all for supporting Rodney. I appreciate it, y'all. He really loves his podcast, really thinks about it. Um, you know, the content and the people that he brings on. So thank y'all for supporting. Y'all give him something to do. Get him out of my hair. Oh y'all, you silly, babe. <laughs> and that's that's all for this that's all for this episode. Until next time, we're gonna talk about some funny shit next time. <laughs> this is simply king. <laughs> Try to put one in the air